You are listening to The Bible Breakthrough with Pastor David Engman and Scott Brecky. In this study, we will break down the Bible from B.C. to A.D. chronologically while offering historical context and real-life application for today. This series is brought to you by the Breakthrough Media Network. Hi, my name is Pastor Dave Engman. This is my co-host, Scott Brecky. Hi, everybody. And we want to welcome you to the Bible Breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And we want to thank you for joining us. Ultimately, it is our goal to lead you into a deeper and more intimate relationship with Jesus. Yep. And like always, the show notes will be linked in the description of this production. In the last episode, we read Genesis 14, 1 through 16. Abram rescues Lot. The scripture that we're going to cover today is Genesis 15, 1 through 21, where God promises a son to Abram. Now, the questions you should be considering as you listen are, what does this mean? And how can I apply what I'm hearing, what I'm learning to my life? Before we open the Bible and read, let's pray. All right. All right, Lord, again, we thank you for letting us be able to do this here today. I just pray for um, us and our listeners and our audience, Lord, that we would just hear from you. And Lord, give us um, just knowledge of what we read here today, Lord. Your word says that we should not only be hearers of your word, but doers. So Lord, mm. I just pray that you would give us that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. All right. So actually, before we open up uh, the Bible and we read the passage from 15, uh, 1 through 21, I'm just going to read the uh, kind of the main section header for this and what it says. God promises a son to Abram. God had promised to make Abram into a great nation, but that could never happen if Abram died childless. Abram was getting old, and he wondered if God had another plan. But God confirmed to Abram that he would have a son to carry on the promise that God had made to him. So this is the Lord's covenant promise to Abram. Genesis 15, starting at verse 1 through 21. Scott, would you read that? Mm -hmm. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram. For I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Calderons, to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all these to him and killed them. 
Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, where they will be oppressed as slaves for four hundred years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Hmm. There's, that, that was good. Uh, there was a lot there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, man... Makes me just want to dive in. <laughs> so what uh, what we see here is that um, you know the Lord is is making Abram a promise, mm -hmm. and the way he went about showing him how was strange. It was, yeah. I've read into that in the past and and looked at it from kind of different angles. But I'm interested in trying to understand what your thoughts are about what you just read there. Yeah. What What do you What's your takeaway from that specifically? Like the way um, he was going to give him the assurance he needed that he would occupy the land. Yeah. This This story, like, it makes all the sense up until when he asked the question. Up until uh, Abram asked a question of. You know, how, how can I be sure that this will actually possess it? And then the Lord says, well, bring all these animals and make a sacrifice. So it's a little bit strange, <laughs> really, really strange to me. I'm a little, honestly, a little bit confused. But um, I would say one of the verses that really stood out to me was verse 6. And in the fact where it says, and the, the process of how this happened. So verse 6 was, so Abraham believed the Lord, so he believed what the Lord had told him. And then because of that belief, the Lord counted him as righteous because of the faith that he had when the, the Lord had given him what was going to happen. So, um, so I love that part. Um, Abraham believed the, believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of Abraham's faith and what he heard the Lord tell him. And it wasn't just like some small promise. I think, well, um, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to give you a few descendants. It's like, oh yeah, go outside, look at all those stars. If you can count, count go ahead and start counting them all. And uh, by the way, that's how many descendants you're going to have. It was funny the other day, it just reminds me of the other day, me and my wife had gone out to uh, 
dinner and on the uh, table there were it just had like a, a granite countertop and it had all these like specks and i was like I wonder how long it would take you to count every single speck on this table and there must have been millions and millions and millions so i just get that image of him looking up and going wow that's an amazing promise lord mm. that is an amazing i i i almost can't believe that but if that's what you said then man i believe in that that's amazing so so that's that's the that's kind of the heart that stood out to me. So, but what do you what do you what do you well, what stood out to you? Let's back up a little bit. Okay. I mean, because the whole <clears throat> process of the animals is is something we could spend some time on. It's, but but I think we should back up a little bit right. to um, actually the first verse, where sometime later it says that the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision, mm-hmm. and He said to him, "Do not be afraid, Abram." I will protect you and your reward will be great. What do you think the Lord, why do you think the Lord was going to assume that Abram would be afraid? Because he probably would be. I mean, I'm thinking about times in my life where um, when you clearly get direction from the Lord and it's like, ooh, ooh that, that's, some, that's hard. But I think when you get you know, we really look at the word and he gives you that don't don't be afraid, which means that he would be afraid. And then the next part too, I will protect you. So it's just a word of encouragement, letting him know, you know, maybe what's coming up will will be kind of difficult for you to get, but don't be afraid. I'm in control. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the uh, ideas might be the fact that he is... You know, going to be he's he's going to be possessing land. It says from you know yeah. the borders of Egypt all the way to the yep. river of the Great Euphrates. How's he going to get that land? There are already people that well, live. He's going to have to battle it, right? <laughs> yeah, he's going to he's going to have to fight for it. Yeah, yeah. and you know, um, maybe part of the don't be afraid that... aspect is in the fact that you know, yeah, you you realize this, Abram, you know that there are kings. Already possessing that territory, and you're gonna have yeah, to fight yeah. for that. And but don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I will protect you, and I will, and your reward will be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something there to think about as we um, are living out our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, when we are coming up against great obstacles, or potentially great obstacles, right? that God's promise to Abram is the same promise to us. Do not be afraid, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you could put that sentence (laughs) before every obstacle you're about to step into, then I think the the peace of God, you would feel the peace of God fall upon you. Even as I read it, I felt that. Yeah, I love that. Why did Abram in that second verse refer to God as the sovereign Lord? Well, he's just he's acknowledging that he is. I mean, if I it's like me calling you Pastor Dave. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm acknowledging your um, you know, who you are, your credibility. I mean, and God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. He knows all things. He he knows everything that's going to happen. You know, God brought, uh, Abram brought this up to God. He said, what good are all these blessings when I don't even have a son to pass them down to? 
God didn't come to Abram and say, I'm going to give you a son. Abram came to God and said, hey, I, I get it. You're going to give me all this, but for what good? For what purpose? I mean, I'm going to die and I don't have any kids. I don't have anybody to turn it over to. Yep. Because this promise and God then turned that table on that, yeah. on him. And um, he said, no, no, your servant will not be mm -hmm. your heir. For you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Yeah. You know, God himself spoke to Abram those very words. And imagine the amount of faith one would have to have if you're Abram. Because Abram was an old man mm -hmm. at this stage. And not getting any younger, as was his wife, right. who was, by the way, barren her whole life. Yeah. yeah. What kind of faith did Abram have to possess? And I pray this for you and me and for those listening or watching. I pray that you and me and we have that kind of faith. Yeah. You know? Amen. And then it says the Lord looked at Abram. Uh, the Lord took him outside. And as you just pointed out, look up at the sky mm -hmm. and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And what we have the privilege of knowing today is that it actually happened. Mm -hmm. God is a God who keeps his word. He's a promise keeper, Amen. really. Yeah, he is. Right? It sure is. And it says here that Abram be believed the Lord. You know, to be Abram is no different than to be you or me or anyone. Right tuning into this. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are just a human. All yeah. of us. Abram was just a man. He was. But boy, did he possess that faith. faith. Yeah. And because of that, he was able to believe God. So how about us? Mm -hmm. God's going to protect us. We could read that. God's going to uh, uh, greatly uh, uh, reward us. Our blessings will be great. Yep. And the question really comes down to, do we believe it? Do you believe what God is telling you? How many promises are there in the Bible? And they're all for you. A lot. There's a lot. And they're all for your benefit. Yeah. But do you believe? Abram believed. Mm -hmm. That's what that statement said. And Abram believed the Lord in verse 6. And the Lord counted him righteous because of that faith. Right. Hmm. Then he tells him where, you know, the land that he's going to give him. Yep. And then Abram questions him, but Oh, Sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? Which is a fair question. Yeah. But, but this is the part I don't get. Like, why, why is it going to the whole, how can I be sure? And then it just starts going into the, the cutting, you know, the bringing the animals. Yeah. That, that part didn't make sense to me. I'm 100% I'm honest. Yeah. Love how it too it throws in throws in the whole uh, oh by the way some vultures swooped down it to eat the carcasses but Abraham chased them away but maybe that maybe there's something there too because you know if if like God's I mean God gave him clear instruction what to bring and 
then to me it kind of signifies almost like the enemy came to kind of steal that away mm-hmm. and it was just like no no I'm going to do exactly what God called me to do. I'm not going to just do it, right. you know, 90% of the way and let the enemy come and swoop in and take that, those uh to come and take some of it. No, I'm going to I'm going to make sure it's protected and guarded and I'm not letting the enemy come and take any of it away. So I don't know, maybe I'm reading too far <laughs> into that part, but well, know. you know, here's the thing. I, I, first of all, I think what what it says to me at least in the on the you know, just initially, mm-hmm. is God said, all right, listen, I want you to do this. And he was testing his ability to be obedient. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. And, and so he did. But then I thought, I thought too, it was interesting, a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram. Yeah. You know, that number three. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We could speculate. <laughs> um, but then it falls down real quick with this turtle dove, which is really, though, turtle doves, uh, represents love, mm-hmm. and then uh, a, a young pigeon, which again I you know I guess they say that doves are part of the pigeon family, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> again, pure speculation here. <laughs> right, right. And uh, and then of course, so Abram does all of that, brings them to the Lord. He presents them. Yep. And then he killed them. Mm-hmm. Then he cut each animal down the middle and he laid the halves side by side he did not however cut the birds in half that's interesting and then the whole piece about vultures yeah i mean swoop down to eat the carcasses and abram's chasing them away so it speaks to obedience and it speaks to um Kind of guarding or protecting that for which the Lord has, yeah, has, you know, instructed us to do. Um, and then we don't find out much else there, and mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden he goes to bed, <laughs> you know, fell <laughs> into a deep sleep. And the Lord tells him what he's going to do. And then this this element of. Uh, Prophecy is just unbelievable. Which which part? Well, you can be sure oh, that your descendants yeah, yeah. would be strangers in a foreign land. Yep. yep. Which, you know, the modern believer today can go to the Word and recognize the fact that we've been sent here. Yeah. In New Testament, uh, we read about us being sent here as foreigners Foreign. in a foreign land. Mm-hmm. But then it says they're going to be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. Yeah. So, you know, you can fast forward from Abram to Abraham, which is coming soon when, yep. you know, he becomes the father of faith and the father of the faith. Yep. Um, and then, you know, to um, the possession of that land eventually with the, with the 12 tribes. And then, of course, going into exile, right? That, that, the first exile mm-hmm. in Babylon. I'm sorry. First exile was to Egypt. Egypt, yes. For That's what I was going to say. Four hundred years, right? <laughs> yep, yep. And 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 it's exactly what happened. Which this is where my faith just explodes, because it's like, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he says, "No, I'm going to punish the ones that enslave them." And we know that by reading the Bible, we know that Egypt, Egypt was, was punished. the plagues and yeah. all that. Yep. 
Right? And then in the end, they're going to come away with great wealth. Um, and then he, he assures Abram, you know, look, you, you're going to live in peace, ripe old age. Yep. <laughs> Another words of encouragement. Yeah. I would have loved to be there at this point, 17, and the sun went down and fell, and darkness fell. Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcass. It's like he gets to witness this, this, um, I don't know if it's the spirit of the Lord just passing through that, you know, um, mm -hmm. but you know, that, that, that just makes me wonder, like my mind, my mind wonders of what, I mean, I can read it and get a visual, but you know, some things are in life until you see it. Mm -hmm. It's just, you can't describe it enough. So, you know. Yeah, the, the footnotes on this says that, you know, about that verse is what I was looking at here because lends a little insight. But, you know, why did God send this strange vision to Abram? You know, the animals cutting in half, et cetera. Mm -hmm. God's covenant with Abram was serious business. It represented an incredible promise from God and a huge responsibility for Abram. Mm -hmm. To confirm his promise, God gave Abram a sign and that was the smoking fire pot and the flaming torch. The fire and the smoke suggested God's holiness, his zeal for righteousness, and his judgment on all the nations. God took the initiative and he gave the confirmation and followed through on his promise. God's passing through the pieces was a visible assurance to Abram that the covenant God had made was real. Hmm. Is there anything else, or should we move to application? Sure, let's move there. Well, I, we... you said it for me um, when when you had, you know, this is what I love about the word, because you can read something like, some vulture swooped down and ate the carcass, but then when you had mentioned, like, you know, here we have a promise from the Lord, are we going to protect that? That's what stood out to me now that, and it came right through you, and I was like, man, that's that's great. That's that's an application part right there. Yeah. So as God planted a promise in our life, given us a promise, and we can see, like the word says, the enemy's gonna try to come and take that, but are we gonna guard and protect it? Are we gonna, like, no, this is this is mine. This is the word of God, which will not, will not diminish. I'm not letting the enemy take any part of it. So guard mm. and protecting what God's told you. So yeah. that's 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 it for me. No, I think that's a great takeaway. I think it's a great yeah. application principle. Thank you. I came up with it all myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you did a fine job. So I, just sat there and, I, just, I just sat there and listened. No, that's but the, awesome. the element of the vulture was good. Yeah. I really, there's insight there. Yeah. You know? And this book is full of promises. And so are we going to protect those promises? And yep. Amen. that's kind of the, the takeaway. I, I guess we can get God promised and delivered. Amen. Um, yeah. So uh, what about you, our listening or watching audience? <laughs> uh, what are what are your takeaways? Uh, yeah. What are your applications? We like to say that, you know, we should be sensitive to the Holy Spirit regarding yeah. application because application is about obedience and being obedient is the key that unlocks the door to transformation. And what good is knowledge if you don't apply it? <laughs> right. Yep. So, I don't so, know. How about you guys? Yeah. How about our audience? Yep. What do you guys uh, think you can apply to your life? 
No. So just again, you know, if you're following along with, with us, just hang in there. Just keep, uh, keep tuning in back with us. Um, we love doing this. Um, we just love to have you a part of it. So, um, yeah, it was a good, yeah. good time. Thanks for being a part of this, Scott, as usual. Yep. And we want to thank our audience as well for listening yeah, thank or you. watching. We look forward to our next meeting together in Era 2 as we read the story of the birth of Ishmael and our ongoing study of the greatest story ever told in this, the second era of God's chosen family. Thank you and God bless. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Bible Breakthrough with Pastor David Engman and Scott Brecky. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and will join us again for more of the Bible from B.C. to A.D. We are a volunteer-driven ministry and rely on you to help us get the word out to the world. Please like this podcast on Facebook, share it to your page, and continue to listen on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. This has been a broadcast of the Breakthrough Media Network.